Hey, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Happy to have you with us on this Sunday morning. Looking forward to today's conversation with McKenna Gantz. She's the program administrator for the Eating Disorder Foundation. Good morning, McKenna. Good morning. Well, tell me a little bit about the Eating Disorder Foundation. What all do you do? Are you based here in Colorado? Yeah, so the Eating Disorder Foundation is a nonprofit that's based here in uh, central Denver. Uh, historically, we have served folks just in Colorado, but over the last few years, we've opened up our services to help folks all over the world. Basically, we are the non-clinical side of things. We're a, a peer support, community support option for folks to um, get a sense of community and talk to others who get it. Uh, most of that is through things like support groups as mm-hmm. well as mentorship, um, educational workshops, things like that. Okay. And for somebody who is listening to you and they've always wondered, boy, do I have an eating disorder? Do I have body image issues? What's going on? Is this something they can reach out to you for? Yeah. So, you know, eating disorders are widely misunderstood. And what people don't know is that they're actually much more common than you might think. About 10% of Coloradans are impacted by eating disorders. And beyond just the diagnosed eating disorders, we also have a wide spectrum of issues when it comes to body image and our relationships to food. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes folks might feel totally okay with, you know, where they stand with their bodies and with food, and some folks have, you know, a little bit of an issue or a little bit of discomfort, um, and, and that might not rise to the level of getting a diagnosis, but it's still worthy of getting support and attention. Okay. Um, and there's, there's no right way to do recovery from body image or food issues. Um, folks can take a lot of different routes. Um, some of that might include talking to a physician about what's going on, um, mm-hmm. about your concerns, and maybe getting some referrals to things like treatment programs or outpatient therapists. Um, some folks will come to us at EDF where they can either drop into our office or call us by phone and just chat about what's going on, get some one-on-one support. Um, other folks might drop into our support groups and, and listen in and see if that resonates with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also our friends over at another organization called Project Heal have just started a new program called their Free Clinical Assessment Program, where folks can make an appointment to talk to someone over the phone um, and get a diagnosis and maybe recommendations on a level of treatment that they might want to try. So there's a lot of different ways that folks can go about getting some support for the first time. Great. And let's talk a little bit, because I know there is misinformation out there. Let's really break down what is an eating disorder, body image issues. What does that look like? Yeah. So generally, an eating disorder is a mental illness that involves a negative relationship with either food or body that causes um, a negative impact on their quality of life. And that can look different for everyone. There's a lot of different things that fall under the category of eating disorders. Um, So, for example, a lot of folks have probably heard of anorexia and bulimia, Mm -hmm. but the most common eating disorder is actually binge eating disorder. Uh, It's more common than anorexia and bulimia combined. Um, And then we also see some other eating disorders that are less common, such as avoidant and restrictive food intake disorder, 
um, or orthorexia or diabulimia, which is eating disorders and diabetes at the same time. Mm. And then there's a blanket term called other specified food and eating disorder, which basically means that you know, not everybody fits the exact definition of one of the eating disorders. Right. But, you know, there's still something going on that's worth looking at. You said that binge eating disorder is the largest category that people mm-hmm. fall into. Define, tell me what is binge eating disorder for folks who maybe aren't familiar with it. Yeah, so binge eating disorder um, is basically characterized by um, episodes of overeating or compulsive eating or just generally feeling out of control around food. Um, And, you know, a lot of the time folks, you know, think that they just need to go on a diet or, um, you know, they don't get support from their doctors because of their weight, perhaps. Um, And it can sometimes, you know, change over time to be one of the other eating disorders as Mm -hmm. well. Um, Even with anorexia and bulimia, for example, binge eating can still be um, a behavior that we can see in those diagnoses. Mm, Okay. Um, So, you know, generally it's just, you know, if you feel uncomfortable or out of control around food um, or especially anxious around food, uh, that that can definitely be worthy of getting some support or talking to your doctor. And I think what you said there is kind of key. Like you may not fall under just one category because mm-hmm. it sounds like you can have numerous things going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not just eating disorders, but the majority of folks who struggle with disordered eating are also struggling with another mental illness. So we see a lot of overlap with anxiety and depression or sometimes substance abuse. Mm-hmm. So um, mental health is a really complex situation and folks can be experiencing a lot of complicated things going on at once, um, which is why it's so important to, you know, get some support and have a support system where you can talk to folks about your mental health. Well, and I think that's a that's a really great kind of pivot right here for our conversation, because I think sometimes folks do not realize that eating disorders are a mental health condition. Explain that correlation. Yeah. So, you know, what a lot of people try to say to their loved ones, for example, who are struggling with disordered eating is things like just eat or why can't you just go on a diet or this doesn't make sense. Why are you doing these things that are irrational? And and that's the thing is, you know, it's a mental illness. It's not always rational. Um, It's something that the brain does to protect itself or cope with um, uncomfortable emotions or, or trauma or food insecurity. And it doesn't always make a lot of sense from the outside, uh, which is why people usually will need to get um, therapy or treatment or work with a dietitian or something in order to, to recover. And for folks that are struggling with some type of eating disorder body image issue, when they come into the support groups of the Eating Disorder Foundation, what, what all do you discuss? Is there a moderator? How does that work? Yeah, so all of our support groups are free um, and they're drop-in, so folks can just come whenever it works for them. Um, They're really easy to sign up for. People just go on our website and fill out a form that gives us their contact information and a confidentiality agreement, and then they're ready to go. Um, And basically that uh, lets them go into either a Zoom group or an in-person group where they can um, just listen or speak up if they need support about what's going on. Um, And those are always facilitated uh, usually by a staff member or a volunteer clinician from the community Mm -hmm. so things stay safe and supportive. 
Um, and these are non-clinical groups, so um, we have some guidelines that keep things um, safe and not too specific where we, we try to just, you know, let each other know that you're not alone and recovery is possible. But when folks want to get into those deeper conversations, um, those more specific conversations with clinical support, um, we can also help them find, you know, maybe a treatment program or a therapist where they can really dive into those issues. Well, and that was going to be my other question for folks that maybe are looking for a therapist that deals with eating disorders and has that experience. Can you provide referrals? Yeah, so we mostly know folks here in Colorado. So for folks who are in the state, we can definitely help, um, you know, think about what options might be good for someone depending on their location and their insurance provider, things like that. Um, Another resource that folks can use is a website called findedhelp.com. Uh, that also has a lot of folks on there. Um, and and it, it's really good to sort of shop around because, you know, the thing about eating disorders is that recovery looks super different for everyone and there's not one size fits all way to do recovery. So different approaches will work better for different people. So it's always good to explore many options and find what works for you. Such great information there. I love the message that there is recovery possible. And it is interesting to think that 10% of Coloradans have an eating disorder. That feels like a high number, but maybe not. Well, you know, the 10% number is um, actually a nationwide number. um, And it's just an estimate. We don't have great research um, for eating disorders because our research is severely underfunded. Um, but we believe it's about 10%. Um, and in some communities, it can be higher. You know, um, especially in Colorado, we see a higher incidence of something called orthorexia, which is um, sort of an obsession with healthy eating. Um, we see that more in Colorado than it is seen in other states, for example. Mm-hmm. But we're also really fortunate to live in Colorado because we have a lot more resor- resources than folks do in other parts of the country. And I know the last week of February is Eating Disorders Awareness Week. How can folks get involved and kind of share their story maybe in a safe way, but also an impactful way? Uh, Eating Disorders Awareness Week is February 27th through March 5th this year. Um, And this year's theme is it's time for change. So basically we're saying we haven't come this far to only come this far. Folks are going to be talking a lot about how um, support has changed and gotten a lot better over the years, but also how much work we have left to do to raise awareness and let folks know that there's resources out there for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one thing that people do tend to see, especially during Eating Disorders Awareness Week, especially on social media like Instagram, um, are folks sharing their own personal stories of their struggles and their recovery. And these can be really important in, in showing that anyone can struggle with an eating disorder and they can be much more widespread than people realize. Um, and also that recovery is possible and that folks can get better with support. However, sometimes these stories can be um, a little risky and can unintentionally cause harm depending on what the content is. So when we talk about eating disorders, it's really important to be mindful of the messages that we might unintentionally be spreading, especially when we talk about body shapes and sizes or weights. Um, So we want to make sure that we don't accidentally glorify eating disorders or focus on graphic images or descriptions, Mm -hmm. you know, especially like before and after pictures, um, talking about specific calorie or weight numbers. 
um, talking about behaviors, things like that. Right. Um, when, when we talk about our stories, we want to, you know, avoid triggering content. And we also want to make sure that we are letting folks know that uh, an eating disorder doesn't look a specific way. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions about um, what people look like when they struggle with eating disorders. Um, and what happens to the body when someone struggles with an eating disorder. But really, we see them in all shapes and sizes. Um, we see them in folks who are not severely underweight. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's easier for it to be more relatable when we share our stories in ways that don't focus on things like weight and calories. I think that is great. That's a great message. But what kind of advocacy work is being done right now for those who are impacted by eating disorders? Yeah, so there is a lot of interesting act- activism going on this year, specifically um, on the legislative stage here in Colorado. Um, so just after Eating Disorder Awareness Week, uh, Mental Health Colorado is going to be at the Capitol talking about a bill that they're supporting to help um, create more guidelines and protections for people with eating disorders. Um, there's also another bill that's already introduced in the Colorado legislature that was introduced by the Colorado Youth Advisory Council uh, to create more resources in the um, Department of Public Health and Environment. Mm-hmm. So um, there's two bills in the pipeline and possibly more for the following year uh, that will get our legislat- legislators' attention on eating disorders and our need for them to be um, regulated um, mm-hmm. and funded like other health concerns. If folks want to talk to their legislators or send them an email about the importance of this issue, uh, now is a great time to do that. Absolutely. McKenna Gans, Program Administrator for Eating Disorder Foundation, which is located here in Colorado. Uh, for folks that want to get in touch with you, want to learn more about the Eating Disorder Foundation and support groups or how to get more information for themselves or a loved one, where do they need to go? What should they do? Folks can go ahead and check out our website, eatingdisorderfoundation.org. And from there, you can learn a lot about our programs. You can find our educational workshops, uh, or you can sign up for programs like support groups. Uh, Folks can also reach out to us at info at eatingdisorderfoundation.org or at 303-322-3373. All right, McKenna, thank you so much for your time. I sure appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you for the great information. McKenna Gantz, the Program Administrator for the Eating Disorder Foundation. Appreciate all the time and the information. Reach out online, definitely, if you are struggling with this or someone you know is. I'm Melissa Moore. Thank you for being here with us on this Sunday morning. Go out, have a blessed Sunday. Be kind to everyone, and I'll see you back here next Sunday.